Welcome to Smashing the Plateau. We help you get unstuck so you can do what you love and get paid what you're worth consistently. I'm your host, David Schreiner Khan. We need to eat our own dog food here, drink our own champagne or whatever you want to call it, and lead by example and say, we're not going to go and try and sell $500 courses because quite frankly, that's not what people need. They need the information, but then also the transformation that comes with the mentoring and coaching where you can get that support either technically or strategically, but even more so mentally. Today on episode 549 of Smashing the Plateau, I'm here with the CEO of Linked Into Leads, Trevor Turnbull. I'm going to ask Trevor about the best way to fill your consulting or coaching business with a small number of high-ticket clients that are paying you monthly. Find out more about Trevor along with all of our previous episodes at smashingtheplateau.com. Are you building your own business after a long career as an employed professional? Listen to our show, Going Solo, also found on our website at smashingtheplateau.com. Now let's welcome Trevor Turnbull. Trevor is the CEO of Linked Into Leads and founder of the Transformative Expert Selling Programs, where he empowers B2B solopreneur consultants and coaches to connect with their most valuable prospects using the LinkedIn linchpin method. He has served over 26,000 people with his repeatable, predictable, measurable client acquisition system and has shared his story and methods in numerous media publications, including Forbes Entrepreneur, Time, Money, and Business Insider, about how to go from being stressed, frustrated, and overworked to confident, empowered, and profitable. Trevor, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, David. Looking forward to this. Well, I don't know who wouldn't want to go from being stressed, frustrated, and overworked to confident, empowered, <laughs> and profitable. But, you know, for consultants... It seems obvious, right? Right. It seems pretty obvious. But I know lots of consultants and coaches who are definitely stressed, frustrated, and overworked. And getting leads is often a big part of that. Let's talk about the kinds of mistakes that they make that cause them to be stressed, frustrated, and overworked. Sure. Well, I guess to give a little context, I've been that person over the years, many, many times over <laughs> through the entrepreneurial journey. And I think the biggest thing that, um, you know, one of the reasons why I kind of went down the path that I did was in being a solopreneur, meaning I'm wearing all the hats in my business, you know, marketing, sales, fulfillment, sweeping the floors, everything in between. There's just so much information out there and it's it's kind of addictive to go and look for solutions and to try and find those hacks, those quick wins, those, you know, uh, automated features that just will have a flood of new clients knocking at your door. And I can tell you over the years that, uh, you know, some of them have worked. I'm not going to say that they haven't, but the majority of them have left me uh, feeling wanting more. And ultimately, I think that's probably the biggest thing that's most solopreneurs, these coaches and consultants that I work with struggle with is that there's just too many things that they could be doing and therefore they don't do any of them really that well. So I've kind of built my whole philosophy and our methodology around the idea of, you know, doing the unscalable and actually imagine this, you know, creating real relationships with people and, and going a little bit deeper and using the tools available to us to do that. Well, I, I don't know if this is is sort of along the same lines or not, but Many of the consultants and coaches that I know don't need something that is super scalable. If what they're trying to do is get enough of their ideal clients 
paying them regularly so that they can do the kind of work that they love doing, get paid what they're worth and support their lifestyle. They're quite happy. Yes. Right. That doesn't mean that they need thousands and thousands of people paying them. It means for many of them, it means they need anywhere from a handful to maybe a dozen or a couple dozen people that pay them regularly. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? It's only been the last couple of years that I really kind of figured that out myself because I was caught up in the idea of you know, create an online course, get thousands of people paying you monthly at 50, 100, $200 a month and go live on a beach, right? And while that lifestyle and that possibility is, is still definitely possible, there's a much better way to start, especially if, you know, if you had five clients that were paying you three, four, five thousand $5,000 a month, you're living pretty good. You know, you're making the kind of income that you need to, to be able to live very, very comfortably. And when you break it down like that, it doesn't seem so daunting, you know, going to get five clients versus trying to get a hundred clients is a totally different ball game. And that's why, you know, we really focus on helping our clients sell those higher ticket services so that they can meet the income goals that they want. So they can start investing in their team and they can invest in software and all the things that allow them to, you know, quote unquote, scale more effectively. Mm. So Trevor, is is your your ideal client somebody who is primarily selling higher ticket items, meaning that they're in the, I don't know what high ticket means to you, but I'm going to guess it's probably yeah. at least a couple thousand dollars a month. Yeah, for sure. You know, everybody's got a different definition of high ticket, but it's definitely not the, you know, online course creators, you know, on a monthly recurring fee. It's people that are charging thousands of dollars for sure, knowing that they only need a handful of clients to actually, you know, make the kind of income that they need to, to get by, right? And I and ideally thrive. Right. So those those people often are doing they have ideas about lots of things they should be doing or could be doing and they either don't do any of them or they do some of them often poorly. Yeah, absolutely. I've actually created a I, I like to geek out on on uh, flow charts and whatnot. I've mapped out all the different ways that a person could potentially get in front of their ideal clients. And, you know, ultimately I landed on LinkedIn about 10 years ago because I saw it as a means to basically duplicate what we were already doing in real life, which was, you know, building real relationships and connecting with people that are there to do business. They're either on LinkedIn to level up their skills or to grow their business or to find a job or whatever the case might be. So with all the options available to us from social media to advertising to cold email and everything in between... LinkedIn just became an obvious choice for me to focus on. And, you know, I've spent the better part of 10 years now training people on the same thing and and as well as keeping up with all the changes that constantly happen with this platform and the opportunities that they present. Hmm. So what are some of the basic things that people should be doing? Well, it always starts with the profile, right? And I know it seems maybe a little bit basic for some people if you've spent any time researching and figuring out how to actually fully optimize LinkedIn. But it still kind of shocks me how many people have LinkedIn profiles that are all about them. <laughs> they read like resumes. And ultimately, if you are selling your services, your expertise, it shouldn't be about you. There should be a portion about you that ultimately explains why you do what you do and why you're good at it. But it should really speak to who you serve, how you serve them, why they should trust you. I talk about a, a term I call the McDonald's statement 
You know, when you drive by that McDonald's sign and it says over 1 billion burgers served, you know, they make a pretty decent burger, or at least a lot of people have bought them, right? Right. So I just help people with that side of it to begin with, because it's the foundation, right? If, if you're going to be doing any kind of proactive outreach on LinkedIn, that prospect of yours is going to go down their buyer's journey. And it's a messy one, right? But it starts with looking at the profile and seeing, can this person add any value to my business and my life? So you, you got to make sure that that's dialed in. That's step one. Okay. So make sure that your profile is focused on your ideal client. Absolutely. Yeah. And start with the headline to begin with, because that's the thing that people will notice right off the bat. That's what shows up in their inbox when you send a connect request. That's what they see in the who's with your profile section when they're just scanning through that to see who's checking them out. So that headline's got to be dialed in and really speaking to the audience you want to serve. Okay, good. What's next? Well, the next thing is ultimately understanding who your audience is. So you need to get crystal clear on that one audience is, is what we refer to it as. I'm a big uh, believer in in one thing. There's that the book called The One Thing. I read that and it just literally changed the trajectory of how we market and promote and, and teach and support our clients. So, you know, getting crystal clear on who that one audience is and then making sure that all of your your profile and your messaging and everything really speaks to them is a critical component now. And and the biggest reason too, David, is that, you know, anybody that's listening to this knows that they have competition. But in the last couple of years in particular, it's become very obvious because you can find your competition very easily, right? You know, a handful of years ago, it was kind of tough to know, like, how many people are you competing against as a executive coach or a leadership coach or a business coach? You just got to search for those terms now on LinkedIn and you're going to find tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people that do what you do. So going narrow and, and niching down and, and being very specific to who you serve is one way that you can stand out. And of course, it it gives people anxiety sometimes because they think, well, I don't want to miss out on all those opportunities that maybe don't where my profile doesn't speak to them or my messaging doesn't speak to them. But by getting narrow, as long as your audience is large enough, you can uh, separate yourself from the competition and, and really have somebody consume your information and believe that you're speaking directly to them. So it's super powerful to pick that one audience. Right. And, you know, Trevor, particularly if your business model will thrive with a very small number of high ticket clients. Yep. Right. Then you should not be afraid to go niche. Absolutely. Yeah. You just got to look at the numbers, right? You only need to uh, have a handful, like five, six clients paying you three to $5,000 a month to be making, what is it, you know, $250,000, $300,000 a year. Like that's, that's a pretty good income for most people. Most people would be very happy with that. Many, many coaches and consultants listening to this, I'm sure would love to be making $250,000 a year. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. So there should be no fear about going niche because you can find five or six or even 10 people in a very narrow niche. Yeah. And you just got to think, uh, you know, we talk about this all the time in our program where we're working with our clients from a mindset perspective of put yourself in your clients or your prospective client's shoes. They have a lot of options, right? And, and they're trying to figure out that one little thing that maybe makes you stand out from everybody else. And, and a lot of times it's not what you do business-wise, like, you know, with your intellect and your background and everything. A lot of times it has to do with the way that you deliver your information, your own personal story, the way that you connect with people on a, on a much more personal level aside from just the business. Obviously, you have to be good at what you do, 
that goes without saying. But, you know, most people do business with people that they know, like, and trust, right? We've all heard that term before. So it's something that we have to, if you're marketing yourself as a solopreneur, I want that one man, one woman show, you need to incorporate pieces of your personal story to attract the right types of clients. Yeah, absolutely. So is that the next step is getting personal? Well, the next step is really about one message. So, you know, there's there's three ones to what I talk about. <laughs> it's that uh, one audience, one offer, and one message. And the one message is really dialed around, you know, making sure that you fully understand the pains and the problems that your ideal clients face in their business and their life. Like, let's go beyond just the business and the money side of things. And then understand how to be able to relate your own personal story and make it relatable to those people and have them, you know, hear something or watch something or read something of yours that says, yeah, me too. I experience that all the time. I know exactly what you're talking about. And then ultimately having a a good solution to those problems. And, you know, we work with our clients as well and helping them really refine what that unique process or methodology is that they have that can be owned by them essentially, right? Because, you know, everything's always borrowed from other great people before us. No, I don't think there's any really original ideas in this world, but we can easily take the best pieces of everything that we've learned over the years and incorporate it into something that that we ultimately own as our own unique method. And that's another way to stand out in the market when you're communicating with your ideal prospects. Look, every human being has something in common with every other human being. For sure. Right, they're part of, of humanity, yet we also know that every person is unique. Yep. Right, own unique experiences, own unique skills, their own way of doing things. So I think the same thing is true of, of any kind of uh, business offering. Yep. Yes, certain kinds of problems are quite common. You know, if you look at a problem like like what you do, trying to get the right kinds of leads in the door, every business needs leads. Yep. Yet you're focused on a particular kind of client and you have a particular way that you've developed to do it based on your own experience and your own story. And I think the same thing is true with everybody else. Yeah, absolutely. And it evolves over the years, you know, David, like I, when I first started doing training on LinkedIn, I did it with the intent on serving other people that I felt like I could help, which at that time was, you know, people that were looking to personally brand themselves or find a job, right? I didn't have the chops to really be speaking about business to business selling and sales process and all of these things that I've learned over the years. But, you know, since 2010, it's evolved, right? I had a, a program called the 30-Day Sales Machine. When I was using LinkedIn more for selling, I started teaching other people what I was learning. And then we evolved it into what's now our expert selling programs, and in particular, our expert selling machine program, which is our you know high-level mentoring and accelerated done-with-you program. And that one serves certified coaches and consultants. And the reason why we chose certified coaches and consultants is that I knew that anybody that would go to the length of investing in themselves to get certified to be able to find clients, I knew was committed to investing in themselves to generate clients as well as had significant expertise in their in their chosen discipline, right? Because you don't get certified unless you have the expertise and the experience to actually back it up. So those things started to really align with with us and our program. And we knew that if somebody came into our program and they had those credentials, that we had a great starting point. You know, we knew that they weren't just starting their business. There's nothing wrong with that. 
but it's just not the ideal audience that we typically serve. The audience that we serve has decades of experience. They have some type of a unique process or method, even if it's completely borrowed from some other source, but they have a way to differentiate themselves. And if we can work directly with them, we can really help accelerate that process. Right. That is very smart. Now, given the fact that your ideal client is somebody who is delivering services that are high ticket in nature, where it's it's not an online course kind of thing. It's not a digital product. It's primarily what they do live with their clients. Is that the same way that you work with your clients? Or do you have multiple ways, given the fact that you're teaching a particular skill set that can be used yeah. by consultants and coaches? No, it's a great question. And and it actually has, I've done a lot of reflecting in the last six months, David. <laughs> we, <laughs> we used to sell a lot of different things, right? We sold an online program. We sold a group coaching program. We sold a much more one-on-one mentoring type program. And just in the last couple of months, we decided to shelf everything and focus solely on our higher value, higher touch, higher ticket program, knowing that it is the thing that will ultimately serve our clients best. So we figured, you know what, we need to eat our own dog food here, drink our own champagne or whatever you want to call it and lead by example and say, we're not going to go and try and sell $500 courses because quite frankly, that's not what people need. They need the information, but then also the transformation that comes with the mentoring and coaching where you can get that support either technically or strategically, but even more so mentally. Mm -hmm. You know, many, many people struggle with imposter syndrome. And I know that from firsthand experience too. You know, I still suffer from it. I think everybody does a little bit, you know, who am I? to be charging these rates? Who am I to be speaking on this big stage? Who am I to be on your podcast right now? You know, So it's something that we knew that if we leaned into fully, we could actually show others that, look, this is the way to do it. You know, you, When you charge the higher rates, you obviously have more flexibility on the kind of services that you can offer. You can build your team out better. You can invest in your business as opposed to bootstrapping constantly. So we had to be the example. So that, that's a great question. Uh, good, good for you, Trevor. Uh, yeah, I'm so glad to hear that. What have the results been? Well, it, I'm not going to lie. It was anxiety filled when we first did it because we cut off like $20,000 in monthly recurring revenue off of, <laughs> off of our books right off the bat. But um, we replenished that within about six weeks and got back to where we were before, which was you know around 60000 $60, a month type thing in monthly recurring revenue. And now we're continuing to increase at a rate of like fifteen to twenty thousand dollars every month. Like our goal is to is to have a two million dollar business by the end of the year. And ultimately, I know, and I've got it actually stuck right on my wall here is, you know, my dreams come true when I help others achieve their dreams. So I keep trying to align myself with that of like the more I can support other people and getting getting uh, up to speed on what I know and helping them achieve their revenue goals and and other goals in their life. Uh, it's going to get me closer to mine too. So, you know, the last few months, this whole COVID situation has really brought a lot of things to light for me and, and many of the people that we work with as well. Yeah, I can tell you, Trevor, if I have been going through the same decision-making process about shifting who I serve and how, I'd be equally anxious. Yes. And every time I've had to go through the similar kind of process, it's totally anxiety producing because you, like, you, know, you know what you know, you know what you have. 
and then you're shifting to something that you believe is going to be better and you believe is going to serve who you are better, serve your audience better. But yeah, making that shift is totally anxiety producing. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I'm such a big advocate for mentorship too. You know, I invested in an almost six-figure mentorship program a couple of years ago that, you know, was a handful of group calls a month. There was no done-for-you services or or anything like that. And I did it because I basically, well, I didn't realize it at the time, but, you know, after a few months in, I realized that I just needed somebody to tell me that I was on the right track. You know, most of the stuff that I knew was was enough to get me to where I wanted to be, but I didn't believe in myself. So I had to surround myself with other people that were feeling the same thing so I could feel normal for the first time <laughs> in my life. <laughs> And then, and then also be, um, you know, coached by mentors that would question the way that I thought they'd say, why, why do you believe that to be true? And then I'd have to go through and do that deep dive of, you know, answering why 20 times before you get to the end where you go, oh, actually that doesn't have to be true. I guess, I guess I can just change the way I think about it and, and move forward and keep making progress. So there's been a lot of things that have brought us to this point and hopefully anybody listening to this just please take this away. Your beliefs ultimately are, are what are going to get you where you want to be. So if they're not aligned with what the kind of life that you're living right now, change your thoughts, right? Change your thoughts, change your mind or change your life. So well said. Well, Trevor, this has been a fascinating discussion about, um, you know, the intricacies of, of getting in front of the right people through LinkedIn, particularly for consultants and coaches that deliver services that are, that are high ticket services. If somebody wants to go deeper with anything we've discussed, access any resources you have or get in touch with you, where is the best place for them to go? Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll link it up here in the show notes as well, but just go to uh, go.expertselling.com slash smash. So I created a unique link so that it was uh, specific to this podcast interview that we're doing here. So that's go.expertselling.com dot com slash smash and what that'll where that'll take you to is a landing page where I've got my LinkedIn linchpin method. So you referenced it in my bio there. But basically I created this back in March of 2020 when my clients were coming to me and saying, okay, the world seems to be changing a little bit here. I'm not going into an office. Everything's going remote. You know, we all saw what happened with Zoom. <laughs> we they went from what 10 million users to 300 million in like a month. And we've all been working from home ever since. So, you know, I created the guide to basically be that proven authentic prospecting strategy where you can use video messaging for outreach and mimic the same kind of things that we used to do in going to networking events and trade shows and conferences, you know, how we used to do business and ultimately work towards cloning yourself so that you can, you know, quote unquote, scale your your outreach and your prospecting because, if you're running your own business, you're busy. You're doing a lot of different things. You're doing marketing and sales and fulfillments and everything in between, like we mentioned before. So you got to figure out a way to to do it without you having to do it, but without using spammy automation tools too. So if anybody connects with me on LinkedIn, you'll see that's the most recent article I wrote. It ended up turning out to be like a 3,000 word like manifesto, I guess you could call it, <laughs> where I kind of went on a good rant saying like, hey, if you value your reputation and you actually want to land clients that you like working with, you need to shift the way that you're considering marketing your business because 
there's a lot of bad information out there. And I've been in this business long enough to know, you know, that if you're looking for something that's a quick, quick fix solution, it's typically not going to be what you're looking for. And that's from personal experience of trying all of those things and having them fall flat on their face. So I built the guide to help people know how can they do that, knowing that they have limited time and knowing that we have to recreate the intimate experience of actually meeting somebody face to face and shaking a hand knowing that we can only do this virtually right now, at least. Right. And and you can do it virtually. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we, we obviously have to uh, deal with the fatigue that comes with being online all the time now for meetings, but you absolutely can build genuine relationships, especially through LinkedIn. That's one of the most brilliant parts about it that most people don't take advantage of is that, you know, video marketing it's just such a massive opportunity and it's still underserved. Like there's not a lot of people that are that are doing video yet, uh, let alone direct messaging with video, this kind of stuff. Like I do it every single day and I still, you know, I'm kind of surprised how surprised people are when I send them a video message. Yet we've got a limited window here because, you know, I've said this before on other podcasts and interviews and whatnot, marketers ruin everything. So as soon as people catch on to the fact that, oh, I can send videos to people directly, they're going to ruin it, right? So let's figure out a way to be able to take advantage of this opportunity right now to build those strong connections and uh, turn them into qualified prospects that will get on the phone with the hope that you can actually change their business and their life. Well said. Well, Trevor, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on Smashing the Plateau. My guest today has been the CEO of Linked Into Leads, Trevor Turnbull. Thank you again, Trevor, for joining us. No problem. Thanks, David. When you visit the Smashing the Plateau website at smashingtheplateau.com, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. Today, we learned about the best way to fill your consulting or coaching business with a small number of high-ticket clients that are paying you monthly. Remember to subscribe on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review if you can. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.